Welcome back to Down for the Count, ladies and gents. We have another episode ready for you guys. This one is going to be a little bit more lighthearted, although we do bring up some of the, you know, difficult things that are going on in the wrestling community. We also have a little light at the end of the tunnel. Plus, in the middle, we get a little break and we talk about some fun stuff like 365 DNI and Alexis is disdain for this movie. And of course, we go right back into the wrestling. So you guys sit back, relax, and I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of Down for the Count. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Down for the Count. We are are your friendly podcast and of course as always i'm tiffany e and i always have my co-host alexis and nicole say hi ladies hello hi okay so we're gonna try to make this episode short and sweet we know wrestling has been kind of shitty not kind of it has been for a couple weeks so we're gonna try to give you guys the positive side of it but we're also gonna have to give you guys some negative shit too it's just the nature of the beast. So we're going to get started with some shit we really, we don't, we don't want to talk about, but we're going to talk about it because I don't like her. So Tessa Blanchard got fired from Impact this week. Na, 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 <laughs> na, 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 hey, 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 fuck you. <laughs> Thank goodness. Now, here's how Tessa Blanchard got fired. Now, we all know during the pandemic, there was no traveling from anywhere, of course, to protect the the states from gaining any more coronavirus um, victims. They stopped all traveling. This kept Tessa Blanchard in Mexico because she was with her fiance in Mexico. Now, Impact, of course, was trying to be accommodating to Tessa, and they decided to come up with a plan to make sure that in the later months, they could at least build something to start to have for Slammiversary. Now, if you don't know what Slammiversary is, that's like their, you know, their their big, big pay-per-view, and they're going to have a big match. She's the world champion. They needed her to be there. So they decided, hey, okay, look, we'll have you cut promos. You cut promos, video them, send them to us, and we'll put them in in our show. Tessa says, no, I'm not doing that. First of all, I want to be paid on a day rate. And I'm, I'm just, and then she just decided not to do it at all. Once they decided not to pay her the day rate, she was out. So they were like, okay, fine. Well, we're going to have you drop the title. Uh-uh. Tessa wasn't having that either. It could not come to any agreement. So they cut Tessa completely. They stripped her of the title and then they fired her. Here's where the situation gets a little sticky. Tessa Blanchard's contract was up next week on Tuesday. That's when it ended. So they would have had to renegotiate with Tessa Blanchard anyway. Now, in my mind, even if Tessa was giving you all this trouble and all this drama, why not just wait till Tuesday to get rid of her? It didn't. It wouldn't have looked bad on you. You just wouldn't have renewed her contract. They could say all the rumors they want in the blogs. It wouldn't matter. You still wouldn't have had the issue of cutting her a few days before her contract expires. Now, I don't care either way, but it just seemed like you wanted her to look like she was problematic and that she wanted to, she needed to be fired. And I just, to me, I would have just let her go. When the contract was up, I wouldn't have fired her. But that's just me in my personal view. Y'all tell me what y'all think. Nicole, you go first. Um, 
So, so just to give her some type of, because I'm nice sometimes because it's the Lord's Day. So I'm going <laughs> to give her some leeway. So the fact that they, they were in Mexico because um, Daga's mom is sick. So that's the reason they went there in the first place instead of quarantining in the States. But at the same time, like you said, Impact was trying to be accommodating as possible. um, But she was also not returning any calls, emails. Um, She was not trying to record any promos or do any videos. And they had to completely restructure the whole episode. I think one of the last episodes they completely had to doctor it up last minute because, again, she didn't send, send shit in. Mm-hmm. So it was just at the point. And also, her contract was up, I believe, very early. I think July 13th. That was her contract was up. July 12th or 13th. Her contract was up. And they weren't sure if they were going to, like, resign or anything, but they still wanted to have a working enough relationship that, you know, okay, we can, like, you know, still be partners for the time being until, you know, we figure out something. Mm-hmm. So, the thing is, so, she just was like you know what fuck y'all so impact were like you know what I'm just like even though your contract's up we don't want to deal with you anymore so you're done and what really looks bad about this is because she already oh your ear um she already has a reputation of being difficult to work with right and it's also mind-blowing and then someone else mentioned this and they're like well like randy had a reputation i said yeah but randy was only cutting up the one company right i said i was like and also i was like she's blacklisted in japan so she can't wrestle there um even though apparently wwe's looking at i was looking at her she couldn't go that she they blackballed her for a while um, a few other promotions um don't want to deal with her, as, especially after the racism scandal. And no, she's she's black, and she's also blacklisted from Ring of Honor. That's another thing people forget about. And now she's also blacklisted from. I'm assuming probably going to be end up being blacklisted from Impact now. So it's like. It's insane, and again, like, Randy, and also was, like, Randy also had issues, and he was, like, doing too much. Right. But, and it's really not a, and I hate to say but, because I hate to compare men and women in situations like this, but I feel like he had people around him who, like, were trying to correct it. Yeah. At the same time. Like they no one he him was in. still wild and out, but they weren't they weren't like just going along with it. Yeah. That's the difference. And that's what I'm trying and that's what I'm trying to get across as a difference between Randy and Tessa's because everyone likes to use that comparison. And so no one's checking Tessa. No one has. Mm-mm. The whole 
No one checked her when blacklisted of Japan, of all places. No one checked her when she was feeding info to Meltzer because she was mad because she didn't get, only got so far in a Mae Young Classic. And then no one checked her when she showed up to Performance Center trying, wilding out on Ricochet. Um, again, no one checked her. And when that whole ra- with that whole racism issue, you had people who was capping for her, and then she literally got rewarded with the Impact Championship. Sure did. So it's like, <laughs> yes, their um, familiar behavior is very similar, borderline the same. But the thing is, he was getting checked. She's not. Yes, he got chances, but they were like, okay, I'm going to get you this chance, but you need to fix A, B, and C. And you fuck up again. They're like, okay, like, you know, you're only, you only got a couple more of these. But people aren't even really checking her, giving her chances. They're just letting her, just letting her do whatever. That's true. Mm-hmm. So what do you think, Alexis? Um, honestly, I think this has been a long time for Tessa. And I know if you guys go back and you hear in our earlier episodes, we were really rooting for her. And then when all this shit came out, we were just like, hold the fuck up. What? What? Um, I think I've never been a wrestler. I've never worked in the industry. But I will say this. If I worked any other job, and I'm pretty sure anyone can say this. If I worked at any other job where someone was behaving like this, their ass would got fired eons ago. True. Um, I get it. Your daddy was a horseman. Barely. And, oh God. But um, no one really remembers your dad. He's only mentioned in passing. <laughs> he's not a Flair. He's not an Anderson. He's not a Pillman. He's not like no one really remembers him. And I just want to know where her fucking self entitlement comes from because I wish. I had that much self-entitlement. No, because honestly, someone would have beaten my ass by now. And um, I know there's rumors that WWE is looking to sign her, and I will flat out say it, if the WWE signs her, like, y'all know the people who are coming for Charlotte, y'all better be coming for Tessa, too. That's the only damn thing I'm saying, because I'm, I'm so tired of, you know, because I was saying a couple episodes ago where I don't like Charlotte's character. But everybody in the locker room, even in WWE, are people who've met her who work in other promotions. They have nothing but wonderful things to say about her. And they'd say, you know, she's very down to earth. She's not like her TV character at all. You have Blanchard come in there. She's going to try to become the next Charlotte. And people are going to check her ass. And I'm including, like, the locker room veterans. Like, if she walked up to fucking Natty, of all people who is a fucking heart, you think Natty's going to let her fucking talk down to her like she's a piece of shit? No. And I think it's funny that she really has no other option besides AEW, and if she goes to AEW, it's going to be the same damn thing. They are just now building up their women's division, and she's going to go in there, and she's going to want that belt immediately. And I'm not here for it, because we they are just now building up that division which desperately needed to be builded up a year ago. Thanks. Um, so, Tessa, 
I know you think you're the God's greatest gift to, to women's wrestling. Um, you're really fucking not. And I think you're a piece of shit. Oh. And I really wish they would sign Deanna Perrazzo just for one night to show up and bitch fight you again. <laughs> like, I, I just, I'm very disappointed in her and the fact that she's banned from working over in Japan, which is a great honor to even be invited over there in the first place, even if it's just for one match and you lose. To be invited over to New Japan is a big fucking deal. To be invited to any Japanese promotion is a big fucking deal. They don't, because they don't invite just anybody who's on the indie scene over there. Um, I think, and I'll, this is the last thing I said about Tessa. I get that her, his mom's sick, but during quarantine, if she wasn't able to get there, they should have stripped her of that title. I agree. Um, I think maybe Impact just had enough of her shit, and they're like, fuck it, we got one more day, we could just blow her out of here, because we don't know, like, terms of her contract, if she wanted to resign in the first place, if they wanted her gone with all the bullshit that happened, um, so she can leave, she can retire, and next year, someone else will come around that's a hell of a lot better. Um... Okay, I'll say this and then we can move on to the next topic. As far as Impact is concerned, they shouldn't have let her become champion in the first place. Um, I know that people are still upset with Sammy Callahan, but we addressed Sammy Callahan's situation on the previous podcast. They should have left the bell on Callahan, period. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like they were trying to go ahead with what they were doing and they thought that this would just blow over and it wasn't that big of a deal or they were too deep into it and they didn't know how to change it. But a simple change to the match would have fixed all of this. And then you could have figured out what to do with Tessa after that. She pitched a bitch. It would have been her own fault because she caused her own demise. Okay. That's the issue. Now, moving out of that into later dates, she's champion. It didn't go as well as it should have. They should have been like a really, it should have been a really big deal, but it wasn't. People stopped watching Impact simply because she became champion. And then you move into this situation. Her fiance's mother was sick. I'm fine with that, with her being in Mexico. However, your professionalism is where I have an issue with. The way you portray, you carry yourself, that follows you in any industry that you work in. The level of respect you have for the company you work for and for your peers, that follows you. How could you not do your job? You are the world champion. You understand that by you not being there, they had to bring back an older belt and have fucking moose running around with it. Of all fucking people. How come Elgin gets fired and Moose is just still walking around? Right? No. And I was, I don't know who I was talking about, and they're like, what did Moose do? I said, he threw his ex down the stairs. I'm like, why doesn't nobody know this? Nobody knows that. You know how he threw that bitch. She's not a bitch. God bless her. He literally threw her clear down the stairs. She has a restraining order on him to this day, and he can't wrestle anywhere else. Wow. 
He's not I, good enough to wrestle anywhere else. No, but, no one will touch him. He's horrible. He's a funny horrible thing, wrestler you know anyway. You know how we always gave Impact shit because like they're hiring anybody. I think they're trying to be. They're trying to break away from that joke, just because like. No, they're not. I mean, I'll, I'll give them that. Yeah, they they they're cleaning out their locker and they're like, look, we need to we need to stop hiring all these these people. And, and I okay. All right. So my thing was is it's like you should have just cut the promos. You wanted to get paid a day rate. Why? You have a contract that states how much you get paid. I don't understand why you felt the need to get paid more. To do your job. I could see if they were asking you to do something outside of what they would normally ask, but that's normal, everyday shit. Cutting promos is what you do. Yep. Okay, so there's no reason why you were we should have been asking to be paid like you were on a appearance basis like Deanna is. That would be a likely um, cause for her. Because she's not under contract with Impact. So if I was her, you motherfucking right. I would be like, look, you want me to cut promos? Fine, but I need to be paid XYZ every day that I have to cut these promos. I don't give a shit if I'm in here. You don't have me under contract. You're not paying, paying me a standard pay. I need to be paid. That's only fair. But you're not Deanna. You have a contract. And I know you're getting enough money. So I don't understand why you had to get a day rate pay. That's the second thing. My final thing with you and with WWE and AEW, first of all, in regards to WWE, it would be absolutely foolish to hire Tessa Blanchard and you just got rid of everybody who was problematic in the NXT UK. You're getting rid of Velveteen. At least that's the rumor because he has shit going on with these underage kids. And then you're talking about getting rid of NXT UK completely, eradicating jobs for people who didn't even do shit. But you'll take Tessa Blanchard, somebody who has clear issues with people who might, might have issues with people who work in your company, who have worked with her before. They're aware of the fucking rumors. And if I was working at WWE and I was at the caliber of Natalia or Roman Reigns, or if I was where Drew is right now, I would tell WWE right now, that bitch can't come in my locker room. You're not tainting my locker room. I would do just what Tomatonga did when Enzo and Cass was trying to go to Ring of Honor. I would block their ass from getting in there. And that's what them superstars need to do. There's more power in numbers. You don't bring poison into your water. You don't put it in there. Okay? Now, if it gets there... Because you don't know it, that's different. But you don't willingly put the poison in your water. Don't do that. You keep that bitch where she at. And if she wants to take her ass to AEW and AEW listens to Tully Blanchard, then he needs to keep that bitch in check. That's his daughter. He needs to make sure she's taking, she's doing what the fuck she's supposed to do. But she should not be in WWE. If she comes WWE, I'm going to be riding your ass until you get her out of there. And that's facts. Because she don't need to be there. Because the first thing you're going to do is give her the same fucking Charlotte treatment. She's going to be winning matches, beating people down. We don't need her. We already got fucking Nia Jax. You don't need goddamn Tessa Blanchard. No. Okay? Let that bitch stay where she at. And if she goes to AEW, that's on AEW. 
that's on them. And I'm pretty sure Tully's going to be like, look, I can keep her in check. I can make sure she's doing what she's supposed to do. Do that. But you got people there that ain't going to put up with her bullshit either. Because um, Nyla Rose ain't no pushover. Neither is Tessa Blanchard. Chris ain't no pushover. And them women are not going to put up with no bullshit. So she could try to start some shit with them women if she want to. Big Swole be done whooped her ass. For real, for real. Yeah, that's why I love Big Swole. That's why I think she needs to go there because she'll get. And I think that's what a lot of Tessa's problems is. No one checked her growing up and no one no one checked her. So she just grew up entitled. And that's the same thing with Randy. But Randy finally started getting checked after a while once he started within a company. No one's checked her. I just think anywhere she goes, she has a fucking target on her back. Um, you know, like Tiff was just naming like Big Swole, Nyla, not going to take shit from her. Chris Statlander's not going to take shit from her. We all know Penelope's a bad bitch. She ain't going to take shit from her. Like, you know, Sheeta's not going to, like, Sheeta? Can you imagine if she tried to tell Sheeta what the fucking do? If I was Tessa and I was going to AEW, the first thing I would do is humble myself. Real quick. Because no matter how many championships you got or what you've done in any industry, when you go somewhere new, you starting over. And you got to earn your stripes there. Not talking about what you've done in the industry. You have to earn your stripes there. You need to have some humility. And stop acting like the world owes you something because don't nobody owe you nothing. If you leaving a trail of bodies everywhere you go, then bitch, the problem is not the bodies. The problem is you. Okay? Get it together. Get it the fuck together. You are you just got fired from one of the most lenient companies the industry got. Okay? That should tell your ass something. Can you imagine if she came to NXT? Like, Chelsea Green would be fucking waiting at the door to beat her ass. And here's another thing. She can't go to NWA because Allison Kay's there, and I'm pretty sure Allison Kay would oh, kill her. Oh, no, 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 no. no. She that's, ain't having that's that. That's a wrap over there. No. The, and that's another thing. A lot of y'all think she will. Tessa do great in NXT. No the fuck she wouldn't. She That's already been tried and done. She killed her own opportunity in NXT by herself. That was her fault. It's all about how you carry yourself. If you shoot yourself in the foot, then bitch, you you just shot yourself in the foot. That's your motherfucking fault. Can't blame nobody but you. Worried about some dick you was fucking when you should have just been like, fuck it. You want to sleep with this bitch? Be my own guest. When it comes time for her to wrestle, I'm going to no-sell her moves. Okay? Wait, wait, wait. I'm just going to be fucking up. Wait, wait, wait. Ricochet was cheating on her? Because I remember she lost to Carmella in the first round, because, and then it came out that her attitude is like absolute shit. That was a part of it, but Ricochet was cheating on her, yes. Well, and uh, she found her, out. What's her fucking nuts? The uh, American Ninja chick? I don't know if it was her. It was, I no, was I don't her. know. No, actually, no. Or, she wasn't there yet, but it was somebody. Uh, it was okay, somebody uh, else that isn't I'm, there now. It was another girl. She found out about them sleeping to each other, and she went to the performance center cutting up. And that's when they got rid of her. That was the last straw. See, you know, I don't know how they do shit on the current roster, but I know if you 
And I mean, it's not a fucking well-hidden lie. If you fuck up with Triple H during your time in NXT, you are fucking done. Like, you're not being, you're not coming back. Because, like, um, Callahan said it in an interview he had that he left on good terms with NXT. Because Triple H was like, yeah, if you want to come back, the door is always open for you. And other people who've been through NXT will say the same thing. Yeah, Hunter's great as long as you, you know, you don't have to respect him. But as long as you're not an asshole and, you know, you you talk to him, because that's what Callahan said. He goes, I'm just not happy. I want my release. And if they're granted to you, they always say, hey, you know what? You're a great person. If you want to come back, you're more than welcome to. But I don't think, she, I mean, if she gets signed to NXT, she'll be gone five seconds later because you know she'll go in there and try to act like Triple H needs to kiss her ass. No, I'm, she's never going back to NXT. That's not going to happen. She probably will get signed to the main roster if she did. And to be honest, I wouldn't be signing nobody <laughs> after you just cut 35 plus people not even a month or two ago. Facts. So I wouldn't be signing nobody because you release people who wanted to keep their jobs, who actually enjoy working for the company, and now you want to hire this problematic bitch? Like, I would be pissed the fuck off if that was me. If I was one of the people who got cut and you go and rehire and hire it of Tessa Blanchard, didn't even give me the opportunity to showcase what I can do, and you hire her, I will be telling all y'all shit. I will lay all y'all shit bare. Oh, yeah. So, no. It's just not a smart business move. It's not good for business, WWE. Don't fucking do it. Because it makes you look like a tool. You already look like a dick right now. Jesus. <sighs> uh, I'm sorry. I just had, like, a perfect vision of Allison K waiting for her just somewhere ready to beat her okay. ass. And I, that, that's, mwah. Beautiful. I would pay to see that. I would pay the Allison K, basic ass Chelsea Green, and fucking um. What's she gonna put gel in her hair? Well, I don't know, but I just want to. Or I want to just see Sienna, Chelsea Green, and Big Swole just just wait for her with like fucking matching leather badass jackets and fucking jump this bitch while everybody else who she's ever pissed off is just sitting in the stands eating popcorn and enjoying every second of it. Like, I just want to do better because she can do better. It's it's just time out for the bullshit. Nobody's going to pamper you. Nobody's going to hold your fucking hand. Get it together. You've been in the industry long enough to know when you fucking up. And you just... you just fucking up. It's just no excuse. There's none. Millions of people would love to have your opportunities. And you squandering them. We'll see what happens. But um, I'll just say this. Any promotion she gets signed to, I'm done with them. I won't watch them. And I, I, I just won't. And, you know, we you said it, I think, last week, Tiff, that ratings, money talks. And if those ratings take a tank, then they're going to have to do something because People aren't going to watch because of Tessa. She's not, you know, the be-all to end-all. The bitch shot herself in the foot, and honestly, karma is a bitch, and it's coming for her big time right now. Well, her fault. 
Speaking of WWE, there was a major coronavirus outbreak at the WWE Performance Center, and the reports were everywhere. Even TMZ reported about it. So basically, if you know, over the last couple of months, they've had the NXT recruits at both Full Sail and at the Performance Center working the crowd. They put the plexiglass up and everything was copacetic for a while. We even got through at least a pay-per-view or two with the plexiglass and, of course, with the superstars in the audience. And it worked. You made sense. You were able to watch it. You kind of got back into wrestling a little bit with them being there. Everything's copacetic. And then they had a Monday Night Raw episode. The episode happens, they record, everything is great. And then that following day, the reports are out, which those are taped, by the way. The following day, the reports come out that coronavirus outbreak is at the Performance Center. Now, they've recorded since that outbreak, since the day that they had the reports come out. They had at least they had at least two or three episodes of each show in the hole already. When those reports came out, obviously that halted all production and they shut down, sanitized the place, and had all superstars tested. Now, when the when they had this particular episode of Raw, there were some people in there that I did not recognize. And I was like, these are not superstars. These are civilians. So who are they? And comes to find out that the WWE was kind of testing how they could bring people in. So they allowed people who were at the performance center, superstars, family members to come in and be a part of the crowd for certain episodes. That's why you started seeing random stragglers in the audience. All right. Now, mind you, they're doing their segments and they're doing segments where Dominic came and, you know, Attack Seth Rollins, he gets out, he goes into the crowd, he's running through the crowd. So you've you've basically cut out the protection of the glass. Street profits mm-hmm. were walking through the crowd as well, lost the protection of the glass again. So they have a coronavirus outbreak, they shut down production. A lot of people who work at the Performance Center have come down with the coronavirus one including Renee Young, and of course, Kayla Braxton has come down with it for a second time with the coronavirus. Now, from my understanding, when um, Kayla shut down her Twitter, she deactivated it. Um, I'm not sure why, but I assume it has something to do with the tweet she put up, which basically um, she says, I got corona, COVID-19 for the second time. I thought after I got it the first time, I'd be invisible. Don't believe the hype. Don't be an idiot like me. Make sure you keep yourself protected. Now, I don't know if people were attacking her because of that, but she deactivated her Twitter shortly after that. John Moxley, of course, is married to Renee Young. John Moxley works for AEW. He's the champion. And because he's come in contact with Renee, he had to go to AEW and let them know that he came in contact with someone with COVID. He's going to self-quarantine for two weeks. So he's going to be gone from AEW for a couple weeks. Hopefully, John doesn't have COVID-19 and Renee Young gets better, as well as Caleb Braxton. There are other people who are in the Performance Center who've also come down with COVID-19. WWE did thorough testing. I saw them do it. 
AJ Francis, I think his name, he's an NXT recruit. Um, he got tested. He put his testing on um, Instagram. I saw a couple of other um, Instagrams where people that work for WWE had their stuff on there. So they um, are. MVP has posted. Yeah. Tested. Oh, geez. So they all they have to be tested in order to come back into the performance center. If you don't get tested, you're not going to be able to work. You're not coming back in. So, because they've already shut the building down, sanitized everything, and now they're trying to basically prepare to get themselves back into taping, which they are doing right now. But nobody's getting in without being tested first. Once your test results come back clean, you can come back in. Now, one thing that did happen is TJ, which is Natalia's husband, he had a high fever. Because of the fever, he's been told to go home and self-quarantine along with Natalia. So she's going to be gone for two weeks. In my mind, they need to shut down. And everybody just for the, does. Everybody. And just for the record, TJ and Natalia do not have COVID-19. They both tested negative. But due to his high fever... They wanted to be safe, so they made them, those two self-quarantine. This is a mistake to continue to operate under these conditions. The COVID-19 virus has amplified. It has not t- gone down. It amplified because of people's stupidity. All right? You're going out to bars at night. You're not wearing your mask. You're not wearing gloves. You're in the bartender's face. You're not staying six feet. Oh, six. You're not being apart from people. You're not making sure you're protecting yourself. You're acting as if is COVID-19 is gone and that hoe ain't went nowhere. She's still here. Millions of cases have come into the CDC and 125,000 people have died. Does no one it's understand just- this? And because also the fact that they're in the hotbed of people not caring. Yeah, like, fortunately for like us in Ohio, like it's increased, but it's like it's mostly it's our increases. Most of our increases have come from healthcare workers. So a lot of the cases here are unfortunately from nursing homes and center and centers like that and the prison system and that's where like a lot of ours but in florida because they don't have a lot of guidelines and people don't care it's just like spiked and it's just a mess again and they have to shut shit down so i guess for why i heard they closed bars down in florida again yes they did and, and there's Georgia. another state that they closed texas texas because again texas was doing the same thing I was at a friend of my kid's birthday party today. There was they only invited like three people, and then they knew it was three people who haven't been around the virus or tested for it. Um, one of them was saying that her, my friend's mom or my friend was saying that her grandparents were supposed to come down and from Vermont, but apparently. Vermont is closed and if you do travel outside the state you're automatically put under quarantine for two weeks oh like yeah. you're not Vermont's fucking that's out to leave state out. though so are we shocked no what what'd you say that's Bernie Sanders he's a um senator governor 
uh, governor. She said governor. that as Bernie's state. Yeah. Uh, see, I like Bernie. Why do you have? Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Like, so they're so they're super strict. That's why they have one of the lowest rates. Well, a Vermont's like two miles long too, but um, <laughs> you can walk in and out of it within the same day. Literally. Um, I know, and it's okay. Listen, y'all need to wear your fucking mask. Y'all need to wash your hands. Y'all need to listen to the World Health Organization and the CDC. I went to my local comic book store today. I haven't seen them in like a fucking since lockdown first happened and yeah. every, everything but essential was open. Um, the owner's wife and they're sweet as hell. They're like, they're like friends to us. Um, the owner's wife, she is on dialysis. Oh. Um, I, we had, she's on dialysis. One of the workers there has a heart condition and one of the workers, him and his wife, are expecting their second child because they didn't believe in social distancing, apparently, and she got pregnant. So um, they had they had mat, like signs on their door that you have to wear a mask or you have to be at least six feet apart or they'll tell you to leave the store. And we went in there today. We had her mask on. I was talking to the wife. She's awesome. Like, we wanted to hug each other, but we're like, eh, <laughs> fist bump you know um and there was a guy that came in without his mask and he was just hot like hacking and they told him he had to leave and he got mad and started yelling at him and i went from like seeing my usually super sweet comic book guy go from like super nice to like cujo in a split second, I'm like, I never want to see you fucking angry again. And I'm like pulling my mask on. I'm like, see, I got mine on. Don't yell at me, please. I didn't do anything wrong. But like, there's stores I know up here, like Marshalls, TJ Maxx, Ross, they will not let you in the store unless you have a mask on. Um, Target, I heard, is starting to, to amp up that rule a little bit. Walmart's starting to be like that. So, I mean... If y'all don't want to wear your mask, you can order from Amazon, but enjoy the price gouging that's going to go on on some shit. But if you're going to do that, stay the fuck home and let the people who are wearing masks go out, man. Because, oh, It's ridiculous. You see it online all the time. There are people who are fighting to go in stores with no mask. You're claiming you have a breathing problem, that you can't breathe with the mask on, and you're lying. You just don't want to wear the mask. You're being stubborn. And the fact is, which I'll give you proof. There was a protester in Maine, the guy who started the protest against the people being quarantined for weeks, claiming it was a government hoax and everybody was the Democrats was keeping them locked up so that so the economy could tank and President Trump could be the, the president who had a draining economy. Okay. Mm. That guy has coronavirus and he's dead. Oh, He's I didn't dead. know he died. He's dead. Oh. All I got to say to that is when you take your stupid ass up to the damn governor's house and you got a goddamn AK-47 and you're not smart enough to put on your fucking mask when you're there, well, karma's a bitch. Yeah, I say so. You put yourself in that position. So every single one of you who don't want to wear a mask, who think that COVID-19 is not real and people aren't getting sick and dying, or at least they're not in the hospital for weeks, 
trying to recover, and then you turn around and get sick and want sympathy, don't take your ass to the hospital, stay the fuck home. Because right. you didn't think it was real. You thought it was fake, so you don't give a shit. So why should people be risking their health to take care of you if you don't even want to do a simple task as to just protect yourself? The mask is not for everybody. It's for you. There's and a that's great on that. Just, just, just wear your mask, people. Just Literally, put it on. It's that simple. It's just like, I'm going to say this is the first time in my life I am embarrassed to say I'm a fucking Floridian. Like, Mother's the state. first time, really, Alexis? Yeah, <laughs> don't do that. The first time. I love my home state of orange juice, mask heads, rednecks, and alligators. That is where I was born, dude. <laughs> okay? Why do you think I'm fucking crazy? It's because... No, the- you want to hear something funny about Florida? Sorry to cut you off, Alexis, because I literally just thought about this. You uh, guys, no. people, type in Florida man and your birthday on yeah. Google. Yeah, uh, we got people throwing alligators through fucking Wendy's drive-thrus. We got meth heads. We got, you know, crazy shit going on. But I can honestly say, seeing those people speak to the representatives in Florida and the stu- the, the, the absolute stupidness that was coming out of your mouth, I am ashamed. I don't care how many fucking Florida man and Florida woman stories I hear. This is the first time I'm looking for one. I am ashamed of being from Florida and it took a fucking epidemic and people refusing just to wear a cloth over your, your face to run in and out. This is what embarrasses me about my damn home state. They're not the only ones. They don't want to do it in Texas. And even the governor was sitting up in Texas talking about some, um, I'm not wearing a mask and, um, he got a mask on his face talking about he can't breathe. You're what? fine. Just get one with the freaking. I it's got not... one. This is my favorite. Oh, it's my favorite mask. I want like 15 of them now. I got <laughs> one with the ventilator. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm... So, oh, it's so nice. Like, and it's to the point, and also like the fabric is off. So, like, I don't even notice it's on after a while. I'm saying this, you assholes need to stay at home because my child, first of all, my child was heartbroken because she couldn't finish her first year of actually being in school. Granted, it was pre-K, but it meant a lot to her. And every day she's asking me when she's going to go back to school because she loves it. So if you fucker screw this up, mm. you might as well get ready because it's happening. And then people, and I was like, I understand. You can also see your friends safely if they're not, like, without, like, doing stuff. Like, the like the friends that I've seen, like, it's all people who either who haven't been working, who have been quarantined the whole time, or if they do work, like, they have to get testing. Like, my friends, before they, like, my, a couple of my friends I've seen, before they even, like, they all got tested before they came back. And they get tempted as soon as they get on the property. Right. So, and I think they said they're doing, they're doing, and also they're making them do, and they have to do tests every, they're doing, they test them every week too. So it's like, it's like you can, I was like, if you really want to do that, make sure you are around people who have been, who have like basically the same quarantine life that you had. 
Right. So you're not spreading like people who are literally doing the same thing that you were doing and who are a either still not working or if they do are they're working, they're not exposed to a lot of people and they're getting regularly tested as well. Or so, do you know, we do? We use the Zoom. Use Zoom. Right? Or use Yeah, the and it's like app. also like you can like and do stuff outside. Like that's what we did. Like we were all outside social distance. Yeah. And it's like you it's so easy to do that, especially now since it's nice outside. Yeah. Go to so the park. No excuse. Go to the park, get you some food, bring your own food, bring your own drinks, because people are weird. Although you cannot get COVID-19 from food, okay? You can't. That's why people are ordering out and shit. You can't get it from food. But order, get some food, order some food, order. Like here in Cleveland, we have a place called Mission Barbecue here. Go there and get barbecue. It's so fire. It is so good. But go get some barbecue, go to the park, invite your people. Don't invite a bunch of people. Invite, like, a close section of friends. Y'all can sit with each other without being directly next to each other and just chill. And if you gotta, if you feel that uncomfortable, just wear your goddamn mask. It's not difficult, okay? It's not hard. Just go outside. Yeah. Why, why do you have and to make shit always- more difficult? And there's even, I mean, I'm not going there, but there's, like, a few bars over here. Like, they're temperature and people before they even go in. Yeah. Yeah. I went I went to a bar, and they were only allowing X amount of people in at a time. Yeah. And then, like, half the tables were gone, so they were six feet away from each other. And they were asking people, like, you know, if you don't know them, don't push the tables together. You know, you can go sit outside. Outside was the same thing. Like, some businesses understand it. And, like, I'm really, I think COVID will have a big impact on our, and I'm not trying to get political here, but they will have a big impact on our economy. Because I think people are seeing who's actually taking this mass shit seriously. Right. And, like, I know for a fact, like, the target by my house uh, will not let you in without a mask. I know TJ Maxx, I know Ross, I know Marshalls, they won't let you in without a mask. So it's places like that I'm going to be looking at. I know there's a there's a sh- clothing store down here called uh, Cato, C-A-T-O, I'm probably mispronouncing it. Um, yeah, we have it here. Okay, so the dressing rooms are closed, which same as Walmart and Target and all the other places, and they're only allowing like 10 people in the store at a time. And the same thing, you have to have a mask when you come in. My fucking GameStop, you have to have a mask to come in. And it's just like, you guys are either going to have to do this or start ordering shit from Amazon and online. Um, Enjoy the jacked up shipping charges. Meanwhile, my happy ass, when I do need to go out, I'll fucking wear my mask. Thank you very much. But... On the same vein of all of this, there's a story out about Roman and um, his issues with the pandemic. Now, Roman Reigns is obviously immunocompromised with his um, leukemia issues, but he also has um, two twin boys that were just born recently. He also has two younger twin boys and he has a daughter and a wife. So he's got five kids and a wife and he doesn't want to get them sick. And he 
gave a statement recently and he basically said the decision was taken mainly because each performer travels so much and we all have such a diverse group and from all over the place. I'm not convinced and I can't trust the fact that everyone is taking it as seriously and locking themselves down at home like I am. I trust my life with my coworkers every time I step foot in the ring, but I just can't put the same trust when it has my children, my wife and my family involved. He also said I wasn't the company has done everything that they can to make it the safest work environment possible. It is not the workplace that has me necessarily concerned. So when I was reading about how WWE does their their testing, I believe them when they say they test their superstars. And the reason why is because they're very gun-ho about maintaining through this pandemic. If the superstars get sick, how the hell are they supposed to do that? You see what I mean? So it would stand to reason that they would test rigorously to make sure that their superstars are okay and to make sure that they can perform up to the standard that they need. I, I don't like the, I'm, I'm not taking up for WWE because we know they're douchebags. We know they do shit that's problematic. But in this case, they're more concerned about the safety, obviously, because the bottom line works out in their favor. I don't see a lot of reports about AEW and their testing, and that's troubling to me. Because I feel like AEW and WWE, they're not on the same level, true enough. WWE has more tenure and, of course, a stronger foothold in the industry. But they're getting there. They're already on television regularly like WWE is. And they have a pull when it comes to people watching their programming. So for me, if you're going to go all out and do all of these reports on WWE, I should see the very same the very same dedication to AEW that I see with WWE, and I don't see that amongst the blogs and all the news outlets. When you've got TMZ reporting your conditions and nobody's saying anything about AEW, I find that to be troubling. Same could be said for Impact, too, man. Like, um, I said it to you guys. I don't think I, I said it here, but it's just like... WWE could, you know, club three baby seals in the middle of the ring and everybody would be, like, all over them. But if AEW sacrificed, like, 20 fucking goats, no one would say anything. It's true. That's what, I know it sounds a little dramatic. All I was just saying is, like, so how can you be all on one company, but you can't be all on the others? Like, they're the only sport we have going on right now, and even people... Like, I know people who don't even watch wrestling that are starting to watch it because they're so damn bored they don't care. Right. Which is either a good thing or a bad thing. I'm, I'm not entirely sure about that. <laughs> but um, but they're, they're calling me like, who's this guy? Who's this guy? I'm like, just fucking watch the show and stop asking me that. Like, fuck. <laughs> um, You're the expert. You know. Well, it's like a movie. You know, if people weren't paying attention, they go, who's that? Who's that? I go, have you not been watching the fucking movie? No? Okay, then. You brought that on yourself. And I go back to watching the movie. But, like, I'm like, look, I'm like, I tell them a little bit about it. But, anyway, I'm getting sidetracked. It's just, like, it seems like, again, yeah, WWE, a lot of shitty things. But 
there's shitty things going on in Impact. There's shitty things going on in AEW. I'm not sure about MLW because they're like the only promotion that seems very non-problematic right now. There's shitty things going on in NWA. Um, someone told me they heard that NWA is letting people leave if they don't feel comfortable working there anymore after all the shit that's gone down with their with the guy who used to work under Billy Corgan. Yeah, well, uh, um, right. well, NWA, which I think they were smart. So with the speaking to, well, they haven't been filming at all with COVID, anyways. Right. They've but, just been like, oh, they've just been doing weird stuff. So they've been like trying to film, <laughs> like, yeah. So they've been trying to do like like podcast stuff and like interviews like they've just been trying to fill as much as possible like like looking back on certain matches but then after the issue speaking out movement they completely stopped production of like everything so they put everything on hold so obviously they can restructure with him being gone and also they can implement procedures and stuff so this issue doesn't happen anymore or within the company. So that's why I'm saying some people are like, well, Tessa might go to NWA. I was like, NWA completely shut down so they wouldn't have these issues. Right. Well, going on. They're not going to hire her. There's no way in hell. No. Because, so, like, in my opinion, they do the smartest thing. Yeah. And I think that's the people, they're like, um, what? And then we can probably move on from this, but uh, they're talking about, well, AEW does blood testing and stuff. I said, but it's like they say that they do it, but we haven't seen them. That's why I didn't trust WWE when they said that they were sending, having people doing tests because they weren't showing people doing getting tested for the longest time or anything. That's... I said, they ain't testing these damn people. I was like, you need to stop lying to me. I'm like, I know you're not. <laughs> and now they, and then the past recent weeks, they were forced to. So that's what I'm saying. I was like, it's like AEW bind up. And I think this is what happened. I feel like people got relaxed. Yeah. And that's what I was like. Also, so we need to make sure they're testing these people at AEW because they're not social distancing. No. Nope. Either. No. They started out aren't. in the crowd. They started out having their wrestlers in the crowd. And this isn't even like. And this is just, like, in general. Like, they don't social dis- distance. Like, mm-hmm. look at that big-ass party they had for, what was the last uh, pay-per-view they had? Uh, um, fucking... Double or nothing? All yeah. in. Yeah, they had that big-ass fucking party. Yeah. So that's what um, I'm saying. So, I don't know. But just at the end of the day, um, people, just be safe. Yeah. Now, I went to the eye doctor and got my temperature checked before I even went in there. So, I mean, it's like, come the fuck on. I got my. All you Karens and Richards out there need to get y'all shit together. When I get my temperature, was it yesterday or the day before? It was very recently. Like, I had my dentist call me on Saturday, and they're like, hey, so do you guys have any flu symptoms? Do you have anything like this? Blah, blah, blah. And then, like, oh, yeah, we're going to check your temperature. And I'm like, just a year ago, I could walk into my dentist's office with no problem. Now I got to go in there, get my temperature checked, make sure this, mm-hmm. that, and the other. And yeah. it's just my mom, like, with her job, she has to tech people before when they get there. And, oh my God, she's, she's so obsessed with that stupid temp gun. 
Um, she thinks it's so cool. <laughs> but um, yeah, and she's like, and then because she used to help like transport like some of her clients and stuff, obviously can't do that anymore. Obviously, everyone's on mass, social distancing. But yeah, like if like if someone comes in and they say they either don't feel good or she tempts them and they have fever, they immediately have to go home. So that's what I'm saying. Like, people, just just do what you're supposed to be doing so we can get this over with till they find a fucking cure or find something. And then, you know, we can go back to normal. Period. Or normal-ish. Normal-ish. I'm just saying this. Yeah, just do do what you're supposed to do so these scientists people can finally figure out what's going on. I feel like they have, and I hate being one of those conspiracy people, but I low-key feel like they either have one or they're closed. They just don't know how to price it. Yeah. Or they want black people to come in and be guinea pigs. Yeah. For it. Because I really, because I, because I've been thinking that the past couple weeks. I think if they do come out with the vaccination, they need it to be available for everybody. And, but I mean, I'm thinking in a, again, I'm thinking in a Lexus world where, you know, you would want to get this, but you know, whatever. But I'm just saying this: if Halloween altogether gets canceled, I'm gonna be pissed. And I'm not just talking about trick or treating. But if Halloween altogether gets canceled, my spooky ass is coming for y'all. I'm not even Prepare yourself, cause it's happening. I hate, I hate humanity. I hate humanity. <laughs> I now, hate it. I like you too, but I don't really like like much anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> all right so just as a precaution because we, that's this is what we do we are going to quickly go over wrestling this week and there really wasn't much to it to be honest but Monday Night Raw happened so Ziggler and, oh, sorry go ahead no it's okay Ziggler and Rude made their debut and Ziggler is the next challenger for Drew McIntyre's championship. Charlotte Flair had a title match against Asuka. She lost. Thank God. (laughs) Yeah, and Asuka, now nobody can say that she can't beat her because she beat her. Which she's beaten her before. And I like how people tend to forget. But she's beaten her before. Anyway... Asuka, um, Charlotte ended up having getting injured by Nia Jax, at least storyline-wise. So she's going to be gone for a minute. Excuse me. Uh, Seth Rollins had his um, segment with Black, Umberto, Dominic, and his two cronies, Theory and um, Murphy. And that was, that, that was it. <laughs> that was pretty much... Oh, and Sasha challenged... Sasha challenged Asuka for the title at Extreme Rules, the horror show. Yeah. Um, I was actually kind of, as I know a lot of people were not really big on watching wrestling this week, but amazingly, Raw had a lot of the women, like, up front this week. Um, They had Natty and Liv. And then Ruby was trying to talk to Liv. Liv wasn't having it. I was just happy to see Ruby Riot on my fucking TV. Um, Because she's so aesthetically pleasing to me. (laughs) Um, I don't know if they're going to try to have them. Because they were going to have. It looked like they were having something with Lana and Natalia. 
start, but now with Natalia being home, I don't know if they're going to shelve it or just wait till Natty comes back. Um, I don't think I don't want a full riot squad reunion because Sarah Logan's not there. Um, oh, oh she, Sarah Logan also. Um, oh, that's so sad. Um, quit. Yeah, she quit wrestling. Yes. That makes me sad. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie because we give we gave Sarah a lot of shit, and I'm not becoming a fan of hers. But anytime you read someone who you know loves wrestling so much like Sarah does, that she just quit for good, like that, that's very heartbreaking to me. And I know she's not listening, but I do wish her the best and everything. Have a Viking baby. That would be so fucking cute. Oh, my God. <laughs> it seems like she's venturing into something she really likes doing. So I'm, I'm not going to say I feel bad for Sarah because... She was in WWE for quite a minute. She was able to work. She found her husband there. She got a lot out of being there. So I'm not, I'm not sad. I'm sad that she has decided to hang up her boots. Maybe it's just temporary for Sarah, but I'm happy for her and everything she's accomplished and everything she's going to continue to do. So good luck to you, Sarah. I see you doing some great things. Yeah, and it's like it's something that she's super passionate about, so I'm happy for her. And I know, um, you know, it's something that hopefully it's cool and like I'll help support it. Yeah, she seemed to be in good spirits about it. Yeah, it didn't seem and like that's it what was. Matters. Yeah, it didn't seem like it was a, a pity party post or a post of like, oh, I'm leaving wrestling. You know, nobody. It, it wasn't like that. It was very. I've been wrestling since I was 17, and now. I'm moving into this new phase of my life, and she seemed to be in decent spirits. That's why I'm not, like, too up in arms about it. I feel like everything happens for a reason, and sometimes you just have to find that window, even when the door shuts in your face. So I'm happy for her. I think she'll be just fine. I just hope she's happy, and as long as she's happy, I'm happy for her. I think she's fine. Her husband loves but, her. She's yes. got a good support system. Um, so. all, all in all, Rob is like actually really, I want to say for a good two hours, it was very woman dominated. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know if it was just something that um, they decided at the last minute, but I'm not complaining if they did or not. Um, but women, the women got shown, and um, you know they. I I think Raw they because they knew they were gonna be like under such scrutiny. I don't want to say scrutiny. What's another word for that? All eyes on them. I guess is a good phrase of saying it. Scrutiny was a good word. Okay, we'll go with we'll go with scrutiny. See, I told y'all since I've been working with you guys, my vocabulary has really come a lot. Three sixty. Um, but. Um, you know, I think they're like people were going to watch and see what they would do, what they would say. Um, but you know, um, they Raw was actually very entertaining. I, I like the Street Profits and the Viking Raiders had a very great match. They were like almost fucking toe to toe. Um, Street Profits won, and then I forgot. Oh, and then when is uh, um, 
It was Zelina Vega and um, Andrade. Yeah, Andrade and Angel came out. Yeah, started attacking them, and then they kind of joined forces again. And I'm like, okay, so is this going to lead to, like, a three-way kind of thing? And if they're bringing Zelina into this, bring Bianca back. Because, I think that Garza and Andrade are your next tag team champions. I'm telling you. I I don't want the Street Profits to win the titles. I know it's like they've had them for a while. They're going to get those titles. They're going to do it. What Um, what did they um, like sometime last year, this year, because they won them on a raw. I remember that much. So I forgot how long they've had them. I'm just happy to see them with gold. But um, I'm yeah. happy they got them, but I don't see them keeping them longer than that. Uh, you know, but if it's if it's a good feud, I wouldn't mind it. Um, I know Zelina's gonna get involved. But, like, someone really needs to check her ass. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what she's doing. She came out in fucking stripper boots on Monday. I get Lena, I get you're tiny, but god damn, you're going to sprain an ankle. <laughs> she's been doing the most with her, her outfits her, lately. Her, her outfits aren't proportionate. No. That's the issue. It's not that. It's not what she's wearing. It's just not proportionate to her body. Like, if she wants to wear shoes like that, like, she has to get that shit custom made. Right. Because right. last she had them, I think those are off-white um, boots that she was wearing. Those white boots with the black that she had on. You mean, like, off-white, like, the color off-white, like, the brand. Yeah, like, the brand off-white. Oh, okay. The brand off-white. Um, I think those boots were off-white boots. And they, they're really, really big on her. And it made her look like she had big ass boat feet in this really tiny body. It just looked odd. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't I, I don't mind the outfit. Like somebody pointed out to me, it was like, oh, it was a um a design that somebody had did for Aaliyah and she took it and modified it for herself. And I'm like, the thing is, I don't have an issue with the style of the the look. Her execution of it is the issue. It's a lot going on on a really small person and you're trying to do so much when you can take the concept and make it work for your body. It's very same thing I had with her bodysuits. I feel like when you wear a bodysuit, everything should fit. So a good example of a person who wore a really nice bodysuit is Scarlet. Scarlet stuff fits. It fits. It's not bunched up at the um at the wrist or at the ankle. It doesn't do that. Everything is seamless. When you look at her, it looks like her bodysuit is painted on. That's how it's supposed to look. Yeah. Because Scarlett also isn't that tall. Right. No. No. She's 5'4", 5'5". She she might be shorter than that, honestly. She's not tiny, but when she stands next to Cross, she looks just, like, eclipsed by him. Yeah. But Scarlett also wears the stiletto boots, like what Zelina wears, but Scarlett can actually walk in them. And Zelina has trouble with walking in them, number one, because they're very heavy, okay? And number two, because she's so small, 
it it's a lot. I feel like if you're gonna wear something like that, like the leather outfit she wear, the black leather outfit, that one always fits. I don't have a problem with that. That pink leather outfit she had on, that fit. I didn't have an issue with that. Wear a normal heel. Don't wear these massive ass shoes that you can't walk in. Last time your ass almost fell. And <laughs> you almost busted your shit. It's giving me Spice Girls, those heel platform shoes the Spice yes. Girls used to wear. Yes. And I was dumb to wear them, too, in my younger days. And now my ankles are all fucked up because of it. You just got to pick a better shoe. And don't put them Louboutins on no more because they leaning. Don't do that. <laughs> anyway, we'll move into NXT. The best part about NXT to me was Keith Lee beating Balor and Gargano and becoming a number one contender for Adam Cole's belt. Adam Cole has to deal with Lee and he's still being taunted by Karrion Cross. So did you I, guys see did you guys see online where like people are showing Scarlet? Like I love that clip where she comes out with the fucking hourglass and she turns it. Yeah, and people like Scarlet versus uh, Scarlet versus Adam Cole. Look at you bastards! <laughs> like, it's like they really Scarlet's should, coming. honestly. <laughs> so that's what I remember from that. Um, I don't remember. I don't really remember anything else. So I'm sorry. Didn't watch AEW. I was on a wrestling freeze, so I got all my information via Instagram. But I didn't see anything about AEW other than Big Swole um, coming at um, Britt Baker a little bit. Yeah, everything. Her, her. Well, I actually, I did. I don't know how I just remember this. So, like, everything with her and Britt Baker is amazing like it is so good and like Britt Baker in general has been killing it she's killing it to the point that she became the first AEW shirt that I bought what insert shocked Sean Spears gift here yeah (laughs) so that's just how impressed I've been with Britt especially with her like being able to still keep her storylines going and still doing all this while being injured but even before all this and I was like because she's really getting into her her own in this character like she's just like a fucking mess like she's in this glass she's literally in like because she's like been in like sort of like this tracker thing now she has like plexiglass blocking her from everyone (laughs) And not only that, during this time, she was in the plexiglass and she was oh, and she was like drinking martinis the whole time. <laughs> That's my bitch. <laughs> so she's sitting there talking shit, yelling at people <laughs> in the glass with martinis. <laughs> and I just fucking love it so much. And her new like, shirt was dope. It was kind of like a play on like the um, Rolls Royce symbol, but with Britt Baker and I was like you know what I said I'm doing it you got me I just I'll just say this um AEW is doing a hell of a job pushing Orange Cassidy because like he like went aggro on Jericho like from what I saw on social media 
Like, because oh, you know, everyone forgets that, um, you know, he's actually a really good fucking wrestler. That he's not just, you know, that or whatever. But it's just, it blew me the fuck away. And I'm like, please keep pushing Orange. Because, like, they let him go off on Jericho. And I was like, yeah. Yeah. Yes. I need more of this. Because, like, him and Jericho have been feuding. And Jericho broke the glasses. And I'm like, and I've had people tell me, they're like, oh, we didn't know Orange could do this. I'm like, because y'all just think he's this gimmick. And you don't realize he's actually a really good fucking wrestler. Like, once you get him to do something. Mmm. Facts. So, I was just like, damn, okay. <laughs> you, you go, Orange. Because I'm just going to say it. Orange Cassidy, like, when he goes aggro, he's kind of cute. Wow. Oh Not even going to lie. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Look, okay, y'all have no legs to stand on after you told me about that dumbass oh, movie. Okay, here we go. No, she brought it up. She brought it up. Y'all remember that. Okay, so let's pause the wrestling podcast for a minute since Mr. Hey, thank you so much for sticking it out with us at Down for the Count. So we're just taking a little commercial break to let you guys know that we are on two social media platforms, Instagram and Twitter. You can hit us up there with any news that you want us to discuss, any topic that you want us to discuss. We got you. Just send it to us. We are all for people. Well, sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> anyway, so make sure you guys stick with us at Down for the Count, and we're going to continue on with our show. Alexis is all in her feelings about this movie. So I'm not in my feelings. I'm just telling you. She is. she is. This is what happened, and I'm leaving this in the podcast because you started. We... We all were in um in our group chat. We talk regularly. We got a little family. And Nicole, we were on a Zoom call, and Nicole was watching 365 DNI. She happened to come across this movie. And she was like, This movie is fucking wild. Y'all have to watch this. And everybody in the Zoom was like, Okay, well, what's the name of the movie? And she's telling us what's happening. And I'm like, okay, I have to see this for myself. I put yeah. And I'm watching it. I was about maybe five or six minutes behind Nicole in the movie. And then everybody else in the Zoom start pulling it up, right? We're sitting here watching this movie. Now, if you've never seen 365 DNI, number one, you need to be a fucking adult. Don't be 12 watching people fuck on TV, okay? Get your shit together and go count your ABCs or, you know, go watch fucking Disney or some shit. Disney Plus is up. Go watch That's So Raven or some shit. Stop watching fucking. That's nasty. You're too young for that shit. Anyway, if you're an adult, go watch 365 DNI and you'll see what I'm talking about. Alexis is on TikTok. Mind you, this is weeks after we've already watched it. Okay? Literally weeks. Weeks. She's all we've already watched it. She's kind of she was in and out, and by the time we started watching it, she was asleep. So she wasn't in the Zoom. Alexis finally gets wind of it because TikTok and social media is just now getting hip to the movie. Meanwhile, when we watched it, 
it had just cracked the top 10 on Netflix. So there wasn't a lot of people talking about it. It gets on TikTok, it gets blown up, and it's at no, it, the highest it got was at number two on Netflix. It's she comes one now. Yeah, she comes in the group chat, yell, I kid you not. What's the attitude? Yes, yelling at us that we didn't tell her about this movie. First of all, guys, <laughs> absolute lies. I told her and Nicole told her because we have our podcast group chat. We told her there and that. And we did it in the wrestling group chat. So she knew, okay? She then decides that this weekend she's going to watch it with her husband. Now, Nicole was out social distancing with her friends, so she wasn't in the group chat. She comes in the group chat today, and she's like, I cannot believe you guys made me watch this fucking movie. This is trash. I was like, hold up. We didn't make you do anything. First of all, before that, she I mean, she was mad. She was like, nobody told me about this movie. All off of the guys of TikTok now. This was not from our reference. This was from TikTok. That's red flag number one, okay? She then <laughs> watches it with her husband and gets mad at us because she's like, you guys ready to watch this movie? It's trash. I was like, well... I'm so sorry that our movie did not meet your high expectations, your high pollutant porn expectations. I was like, what did you want it to do? She was like, exactly. No, no, because the audience, I was taken aback about, oh, you didn't tell me. What do you mean we didn't tell you? We told you. You guys. And you no okay. This is my side of the story. Here we go. You, Here we go. <laughs> you guys told me about this movie. Yes, I did find out through TikTok, and I'm like, is this the movie y'all watched? And you said, yes, this is what we watched. I said they really show this because the way everyone was building it up in the group chat and on TikTok, they're like, this is what Fifty Shades of Grey wanted to be. It's porn. I'm like, okay, so cool. I'll watch it with my husband when my child is not here. Awesome. So they have people in the chat. I'm not going to call them out by names because those are the, some of the people I do love. Uh, they're saying, oh, yeah, you know, this is so hot, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, so is this going to cause me to get pregnant again? And they're like, it might. I'm like, okay. So I, watch, <laughs> so I watch it with my husband expecting, like, I don't well, you know what to be fucking honest, I don't know what the fuck I was expecting at this point. So I watched it. She expected porn. And that's not what it was. Everyone was talking about it. I'm thinking, okay, so like okay, so if you guys don't know about what this movie is, three hundred and sixty five days, a woman gets kidnapped by a mafia boss and is told she has a year to fall in love with them and if she doesn't, he'll let her go. That's what you said. Okay, it's uh-huh. already sound bad plot to a fan fiction. Moving on from that. So they didn't say it was a good movie. They just said it was a fucking movie. Uh, so we're watching, me and my husband are watching this. Granted, we're also drinking, which I still am. If you guys have ever had Gypsy Cider, um, it's really good. By the way, please pay me for that promotion. Um, we're sitting here. And we are laughing your asses off at, like, fucking everything. And I won't go 
into details because there may be some underage children listening to the show. They're better I, I don't give a shit. I better fucking not. Um, <laughs> they're like, oh, episode you shouldn't listen to, kids. Don't be like Auntie Alexis and be a hoe. Um, or me. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so... The way they were building this up, I was just like, okay, so, like, it, it's going to be porn, like, whatever, cool. The build-up didn't come from us, by the way. That was TikTok. And she just unleashed all her all her meanness onto us in the chat. Oh, oh, it was our fault. I'm not, I wasn't being mean. I was being drunk and funny. There is a she big was difference. Like, what is this? She said, my, my husband says he has rape vibes. I'm drinking, and this is horrible. This movie is horrible. I'm like, I feel personally attacked, okay? Because I didn't tell her that the movie was the greatest movie ever. We had a full conversation in this chat about this movie. Alexis chose not to read it. And then we told her about it. So she was aware, but she let TikTok blow it up. Because these lonely, desperate house moms are sitting at home. And they have to... Excluding Alexis. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> sitting at home and they're not getting none like they want and so they see Massimo on TV banging some lady's mouth and that's just that's just a love fest that's what they like okay it gets worse from there okay and so it wasn't the movie that was so shocking it was the fact that you can go on Netflix and pull this shit up and just be like Hey, that dude has a she has a dick in her mouth. Like that literally is what happened. They were on a fucking plane, and the stewardess was there. She sits down, he sits her down, and he puts his dick in her mouth. I'm telling you what happened. That's boner. what happened. Don't forget, after getting a rage boner, that he face fucks the stewardess, and then like, God, I hope there's not children listening. I and then it's just shouldn't be listening. Hey, it's explicit. He's basically acting like a fucking creepoid. And, like, the shit that goes down, I'm just like. First of all, 365 DNI is no better than 50 Shades of Grey. 50 Shades of Grey sucks. At least 365 just gets the shit over with. Okay? He's a dick. You know he's a dick from the beginning. You're not sitting up there trying to figure him out. He ain't trying to... And first of all, Fifty Shades of Gay is worse because he stalked her, too. He stalked Anna. Okay, he figured out where she was. He popping up at her job, popping up at her apartment. How the fuck did he know where she was? GPS. Mm. So it's no better... It's no better, okay? At least this lady knew what she was getting into. She was experienced. She had boyfriends before. The woman that Christian Grey was with ain't never been with nobody. So she was naive than a motherfucker. And willfully ignorant when it came to relationships in any way, shape, or form. This girl was just sexually repressed, all right? 
Laura just wasn't getting none from her boyfriend. He was a piece of shit. And Massimo come along with a big dick and was giving her what she wanted. That's all that was. And that's all it's going to be. That movie is just horrible. Just watch porn. Because it's just like... Fuck that. I'm watching that again. Shit. Alexis Alexis got her taste. And I got mad. And when the second one come out, I'm watching that shit too. (laughs) I'm watching the second one. Because I want to see what they going to do. Because they got to amp it up now. Because they can't go at the rate they going now. They got to put it up. They got to amp that shit up. Look, okay, like, my sexual preferences are kind of weird. I will grant you that. But, like, watching that, but watching that, that was a laugh riot. So if you need something to laugh at, that is the movie for, in my case. If you need something to get you where you need to be, and all you want to do is look at something quick, that's a good movie. She jumps off the fucking boat in the middle of the fucking Mediterranean Sea where there's like no miles. He pushed her. Okay, and then he goes after her, and I'm just like, but I'm more interested in the mafia story. I could have cared less about him getting his dick wet. I was more interested in the mafia coming into play. It's coming into the next in the next Uh, thing. What's the next? She's so mean. She's just mean. I'm just like, I don't know why you thought this was going to be like some grand mafia story. I don't know what you thought this was, Alexis. I don't know what she thought it was. But well, I, I know what this is me, I guess. I don't know. No, she was on TikTok. And I know what it was. It was that that, that Vietnamese guy and got it together. That's what it was. Okay, so on TikTok, there's this really hot Vietnamese guy on there. I hate you so oh goddamn much. Oh my snack dude, that dude who randomly posts stuff and he'll be like, "Oh, like good, like." Or I think this guy's Korean. That point of view, dude. He's Korean. He's Shut Korean? up. Or he's something. But he'll like post. He'll like post food and then he'll like sneak a picture in himself. Or he'll be like good Korean snacks or good being whatever um, nationality he is. Oh, and. <laughs> And he's just like, I see what you were doing. She, I posted the guy in our group chat, and of course, some people didn't like him. And Alexis was like, I have to follow him. She goes and follows him, and then she's like, why didn't you tell me about the 365 movie? I'm like, well, it's not, I didn't, we all told you. We all told her, and then she got mad because it wasn't what she wanted. I was like, just go back and watch the other guy. You like him? My husband made me more satisfied than that damn movie, so um, I'm good. I'm sorry, but his TikToks are hot. I, I like his TikToks. So I blame you for this. I blame you. I, I blame you. How is it my fault? I don't understand that dude i wouldn't have heard about this damn movie i wouldn't have been mean to you Lied. guys she it's not my fault that the, the guy the asian guy on tiktok is hotter than massimo that's not my fault okay i don't know i don't have anything to do with that husband love of my life father of my child if you're listening to the show i love you my husband's standing right here and i'll still say he was hot i like him 
shit. You know Sorry, I, I love you. I love you. I'll let you get position eight and get home tonight, I promise. Gerard's in love with Aaliyah and she's dead. He doesn't, he doesn't give me any leeway. He doesn't give a fuck. He'll sit there and put a whole picture of her on his phone. I don't give a shit. Do what you want. Can we go back to talking about wrestling now? She's embarrassed. She doesn't want to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, ladies and gents, I hope you guys enjoyed that little break in our wrestling podcast. Don't worry, though. We're going to move right back into the wrestling recap, finish up recapping AEW, SmackDown, and every other wrestling that we missed. And, of course, we're going to also talk about the indies and what you should be looking for for your new wrestling solace. Everybody loves wrestling for a particular reason, whether it's your outlet or it's just a place for you to just get things out and just really let your hair down and enjoy. I thought that it would be a great time to highlight the indie scene. And of course, every episode of this podcast, we're going to try to promote somebody who is different outside of mainstream and really needs the promotion. So I hope you guys enjoyed the rest of this episode for Down Down for the Count. And I hope you guys enjoyed that little break we had talking about 365 D&I. Don't worry, because I'm going to finish watching it. I don't care what Alexa says. I'm definitely going to watch the second and third because there are two more that have to be seen. So I hope you guys enjoyed that break and we're going to move right back into the show. Okay. (laughs) So SmackDown, what happened with SmackDown? Anybody watch SmackDown? Take her tribute. That's about it. Yeah, that's literally all that happened on SmackDown that I saw. Oh, um, that Baron Corbin's kind of getting himself in trouble right now. Um, Baron Corbin's pissed about Matt Riddle, and here's the thing: Corbin feels like um Riddle needs to go up against five other filler guys before he goes up against him. Um. I don't know if I necessarily agree or disagree. I'm kind of on the fence when it comes to Corbin. Corbin, to me, he's not like one of those veterans that has an extensive track record when it comes to like his performance in the ring and all that kind of stuff. I can understand that coming from a guy like Randy Orton, AJ Styles, um... Daniel Bryan, do you hear where I'm going? Like, I can understand it when you got a guy on that vein. Mm-hmm. Baron Corbin's a mid-card guy at best. So, for me, you having this issue of Riddle coming on the main roster and having a feud with you is ridiculous. I mean, when you came to the roster, you had feuds with people, too. Like, you were feuding with Kalisto, and both of you were fairly new when you got there. So... If anything, Riddle's going up against a good mid-card wrestler. You should be flattered that they even considered you. Right now, you're the only person that's viable, to be honest. I don't really, I'm not going to really care about you going up against him. His first match in WWE, he beat AJ Styles. What did you think they were going to do? This isn't some dude that's like, that they, uh, excuse me that WWE is building up themselves. I mean, 
I think Corbin's just got a, a, a bone up his ass because he's seeing guys getting pushes that he think that I don't want to say he thinks, but he's been on the main roster longer. But Baron is boring. Like he's got no charisma. He's not good as a face. He's not good as a heel. He's mm. annoying. And I think, you know, he realized or WWE realized that when he won money in a bank a couple of years ago and um, there was like no reaction from the crowd. No one booed, no one cheer. It was just like dead silence. It was like, bad. You could hear a fucking pin drop like in that entire arena. Like you could see people leaving. Um, but just, I think he, I think more than anything, I think ego is a little bit hurt because I mean, really, besides the Game of Thrones shit that he's doing now, has he really done anything to really make an impact? I mean, besides Money in the Bank and, and being, what, U.S. champion, I think? Maybe? I champion. He beat Miz at Survivor Series. How the fuck did that happen? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I don't know. I think his ego's just hurt, and he needs to just be careful, because WWE letting go of people anyway, so, you know, just be happy you're at least on TV, and that you're at least still employed right now. If I was him, I would make good at a few. Matt Riddle may be a lot of things, and right now, he might be a little problematic. Well, a lot problematic. But it doesn't seem like WWE's going anywhere with Riddle, and as of right now, they they they're like, okay, he he gave us evidence that he had this girl, had this girl, a situation with him, and this girl is right now at a point of he say she say. Yes. So we don't have no definitive evidence one way or the other. So WWE's just operating off of those alone. Now let's just say Riddle didn't say anything, and the girl came out with the story, and then he came back with we had a consensual relationship. WWE would have given him the Enzo treatment. He would have been fired. There's no well, that didn't no, happen. Not even so before that. So the thing, because we'll touch on this briefly. So the thing with um Gallagher Gallagher Banks and Legero. I do not remember his real name. Well, Travis Banks ain't his real fucking name anyways. So what WWE has been doing, which is yay for them for being responsible, they have been looking at everything as a case by case scenario, which they should. Right. Because not all of them are gonna be the same and there's so many that you have to do case by case. So that's why their people are just, that's why it's been reported these are going to keep, the firings are going to keep continuing because they're letting go people as they discover stuff. Right. So Jack Gallagher, his, I guess, either they didn't have to dig that deep or he admitted it or I it think was he both. Admitted it. I think he, I do, I think he admitted it, but, and they were just like, boom. That's why he was gone so quickly. Yeah, because he was the first one out the door. And then yeah. a week later, um, Banks and Legero, because they both, A, had confirmed it. Yeah. And then they also matched it up with other, other sources and other people that they consulted and so on and so on. So they were like, you know what? Nope, you're gone too. So 
and I think and that's the same thing with Matt Riddle because I feel like obviously and he's probably one of the ones that they're looking into more in depth first since they have him on the main roster now so his is probably a priority so they're probably like okay they got either they feel comfortable with the information they have um or they're still looking into it because who knows because they might find some more stuff stuff that we don't know about and they might be like you know what he got he has to go too so all of this is like a very case by case thing. So and that's what people are saying. Like they're they're like basically they're trying to clear house of these people. I mean, also you would have to get rid of Vince too, but that's like a whole another topic. And before we're not going to into that today, but mm-hmm. um, but yeah, so they're taking in a case by case. Um, Velveteen is someone that I've been hearing is also probably about to be on his way out. Yep. <clears throat> um, and then also, um, WWE has was in con was in um, talks with. I think it was two people that report said like two people that they were in talks to with signing, and they end up reneging on the contract offers. Yeah, because they got shit about them. <sighs> it's just to me. Just and just going back to Corbin, like Corbin, just to be a good heel and do your job. Like I understand, I can understand if it's about the allegations against him. That is one hundred percent plausible. I would be like, I'm reluctant to work with him if that's what he's being accused of doing. That's when you go to Riddle and be like, Look, man, we gotta work this program. Are you guilty or not? And then in your heart of hearts, you have to believe him or not. But you have to do your job. That's like working at a regular nine to five. There's some creeps and some assholes that work in businesses and corporations. And you have to work with them just to get the job done. Do the program. Get it done. Get it out the way. And then don't fuck with him after that. Do what Matt Hardy did. Matt Hardy wasn't fucking with Edge like that. But he did his job. He did got his ass in the ring. He made sure he protected Edge like he was supposed to. He could have easily let him get hurt. Easily, especially everything that they have been through with his ex-girlfriend and all that shit. He could have easily no-sold all his shit or fucked him up on a on a move, but he kept his professionalism intact. And if what is being reported is true, then Baron Corbin, you out of pocket. You got to get your shit together. You are in an environment where you have to work with people and your life is in their hands and vice versa. So you're going to have to be a professional. Suck this shit up and do what you got to do. Period. Facts on facts. Because they're not going to fire him right now. It just is what it is. Riddle. No, unless they get some real damning stuff. And I think it's smart because it's the way that they're doing this, also because, you know, these people are like shitbags, but also like they have no legal room to stand on. Right. Because, and also people have to realize letting releasing people out of a contract is a lot you can't just like just rip up a contract and be like okay like you know like you and just be just walk away and be done with you have to talk to legalities yeah depending on like what bullshit that they asked for beginning of the contract you have to see maybe if that's something that you have to pay out and then you also have to do um 
to look and see if like maybe you have to pay them out for the rest of their contract or if what they committed or if there's a clause of something that they committed that's egregious enough or terrible enough they could completely bypass and just completely null and void their contract so there's just like a lot of stuff that goes into that true right well that's wrestling from this week i mean raw smackdown nxt aew they were pretty standard um, NXT had high ratings this week. SmackDown had pretty decent ratings this week. Raw came up in the ratings this week. AEW was down, but it was only down because NXT had that big match with Lee, Balor, and Gargano. Um, there are also rumors that Sasha is supposed to be trying to go after Io Shirai at the Great American Bash which is supposed to start next week. Well, this week coming, supposed to go oh, over. Yeah, of, yeah, they're having their, she's having a title match against EO Shirai in NXT at the Great American Bash. So instead of it being a pay-per-view, they're going to have it as a show spanning two weeks on USA Network. So um, I may be stupid or it could be that I'm drunk, one of the two. Um why is Sasha going after Io Shirai? Is it just because they're showing how desperate she is to get a title? No, it no, stemmed from, so when her and Bailey had their title match in, for the tag titles. Right. And they were trying to, you know, celebrate afterwards. And Io came, came out, beat both their asses, was like, no. Yeah. You don't go here anymore. This is my spot. So, this I don't think it's a title. Is it? Is it a title match? It's a title match. Yeah. Well, she ain't gonna win anyway. So. No. Yeah. Sasha isn't smart. No. You leave it on Io Shirai. She's your flagship. She's your girl. Leave it on her. It's something for her to do until they figure out who they want her to go against for real for the title. True. So I, I, I just that's what I couldn't understand because I'm like, okay, she's going after um, Oscar. She's going after Oscar. Sorry, she's going after Oscar at the um, at the next main roster show. But then she's also going against Io Shirai, and it's just like, is she? That's another thing that I have a question for. Why is it when? Uh oh. Oh. Alexis, you clicked out on us, honey. We can't hear you. Sorry, I don't know what's going on with my internet connection. Um, what I was just saying is like, why is it every time that it is Sasha and Bailey that hold the the women tag titles, they're always the ones going to NXT, but none of the other ones went to NXT. I like, think you never Sa- saw. And I think that Sasha and Bailey, they asked to go. I think that they're more gun ho about NXT than anybody else is. And I think that I think that with them being the golden girls of NXT, it's easier for them to go. Like they were the ones who were like, we need these tag titles in the women's division. They were very gun ho about that. So naturally they would be 
100% with going to NXT. I don't think anybody else is as vocal about going to NXT as they are. Now, I, I'm speculating. I don't necessarily know for sure. But um, and from what I hear, Alexa Bliss is very easygoing. She doesn't make waves. She's not going to say anything, you know, against anybody until she's, like, you know, on a podcast or in, like, you know, on a Zoom or something, and she's just talking and shooting the shit. But she's not going to go to Vince and be like, hey, I want to go to NXT. Like, that's not the way she operates. So unless, I would imagine unless they're going to say something and or unless it's written in the storyline, they're not going to go to NXT. And if Sasha and Bayley were vocal enough to try to get these belts involved in the first place, you better believe that they're going to be voicing themselves about getting them on the other show. Personally, the belts are supposed to be defended across all brands. They should have been had those belts in NXT. And I agree because it seems like NXT has more women's tag team title or women's tag teams. Um, it's just that's just something I saw on Tumblr where it's just like, hey, so how come when like Bliss or Cross, Bliss and Cross had those titles, or when Oscar and Kyrie had them, they never went to NXT, but Sasha and Bailey has them, and they automatically go back. I mean, they said even no. the iconic didn't go back to NXT. Oscar no, and did. Kyrie went to. NXT once. That was during the invasion, right? Yes. Um, I want to say yes, but yeah. I've been drinking. I don't so know. Don't pay I think attention. It is. But they did go to NXT. Now, Extreme Rules is when? In two weeks? Yes. Okay, so before that, it was just called Extreme Rules, right? And then they changed it to Extreme Rules, the horror show. I don't get that name. I don't understand it. I'm very I thought confused. that was just for a match. No, it's literally called the horror show. Like, the whole thing is called the horror show. It's just going to be all cinematic matches. Watch. I'm well, okay with that. I'm not kind of mad with that. I'm not kind. Of, I'm not mad about that. I kind of want. Kind of. I hate I extreme just, rules. I wish they would retire that pay per view. I can't stand it. They could have held this off for Hell in a Cell, though. True. Like Very you true. have it. You have a pay per view in the month of October. You could have waited until Hell in a Cell for this. So. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. But they changed the name. So. Mm. I. Um, I'm going to move on. So. I wanted to. Um, to talk about. Other outlets in wrestling. Because before I met these two goons, I, I was strictly WWE and TNA. I knew about Lucha Underground. And um, I had no idea the vastness of our community. I was very, very ignorant to that. So when I got involved with them and they started telling me stuff and I started looking stuff up, I started coming across new promotions to me. And I was also introduced to New Japan. I heard about Ring of Honor. But I had never watched them before. And by the time I had got to Ring of Honor, they were already in the shitter. So 
I missed out on that. But um, I was not aware of how vast the community is. So in these trying times of our community, which it's it's very, very taxing. However, I do think that it is fair that we, even though we chastise a lot of the companies that are in the spotlight and the ones that we know of, that we should at least at the bare minimum give the indie guys some, some love and give some of these smaller indie companies that are trying to do right and um, are trying to put out decent material, give them some spotlight, something worth watching. And a lot of people don't know about it, so they don't watch it or they don't know about these indie guys that are really, really good. And you just you just have to search for them. You have to look for them. So in the interest of fairness, and just to put some positivity in the community, I think that we should talk about some indie guys that we like that aren't necessarily problematic, that have um, a very good track record in the, in the industry and we hope will come up. There are some wrestling um, podcasts that um, you can listen to to find out about other indie guys from Jobber Tears to O-Face Wrestling, those wrestling girls. There's plenty of podcasts. You can go to weloverestling.com and listen to ours as well as several others, and you're going to do a difference of opinion. Yeah, we have Beat 'Em Up that's on there, and O-Face, who also joined us as well. So, um... And obviously, like, um, beat them up. They do, like, they watch a lot of AEW, but they also are super into um, Lucha. And um, I think we're also going to start, like, a Joshi. They're going to start, like, a Joshi series as well. Yay! (laughs) I kind of got the idea of it when... I was in my wrestling group chat, and I I was late because I had to um, bake cakes all weekend, so that was fun. But anyway, I came in a group chat, and they were mentioning a wrestler by the name of Action Braxton, and I was looking at his Instagram, and I just hit it. I just followed him, and he immediately sent a message. He was very nice, um, and he just was like, I appreciate the support, and he was very, very vocal about people following him and trying to get himself out there. And I just thought that was really cool because a lot of times, even with the bigger wrestlers, you don't get that. And even smaller wrestlers, you don't get that. You don't get the the personality outside of the character a lot. And he just seemed like a very nice, warm guy who just had a really good passion about wrestling. So I was just like, I have a small platform, but I'll watch some of your stuff and do some commentary on it just to get people's eyes on you so they know who you are. And he was very appreciative of that. So for that alone, I was just like, okay, I want to highlight wrestlers, black wrestlers especially, because they're so marginalized and they're very few and far between when it comes to wrestling promotions. If you look at how many wrestling promotions that are mainstream wise and then take cut just open the door and look and see how many black wrestlers are in there you'd be hard pressed to be able to count you wouldn't be able to use both hands to count how many black wrestlers are there and are like major stars so it's hard 
for us to see people like us on TV. And I don't mean to turn it into a race thing, but it's it's difficult when it's in your face every day and you have to see it to those who choose not to see it. So even though this is not completely my podcast, I am only a part of it. I did speak with Alexis and Nicole about it because I feel like as a podcast and we have our voices and we want to be heard, I think that it's only fair that we give the people that are actually good people and not completely assholes a platform to be able to be seen and to help people see them. And I think that's only fair. We talk about WWE and AEW all the time, good or bad or indifferent, and we leave the indie scene behind. We started out with everything. We started out doing our indie report and talking about smaller promotions. And I think that we should go back to that and really focus on that aspect of wrestling. Because it seems like that's the only thing that actually has some lividity to it. And we want to spotlight people who are worth spotlighting. Now, there are two places you can go to find some really good African-American wrestling um, in terms of indie darlings. So you can go to Black Wrestling on Instagram, and they always talk about indie wrestlers. They always bring it up. You can also go to Black Wrestling Alliance on Instagram, and they have an entire catalog. They do nothing but report on Black Wrestling in mainstream and indie wrestling. And they have the Pan-African champion on there right now. And it's a female. And she's amazing in the ring. You have to see her. There are many posts on Black Alliance, Wrestling Alliance's page about her. I can't think of her name right now. It's Hold on. It's blanking for me. Um, and just to piggyback a little bit off of that, um, I, I think also IWTV is a great um, source as well. Um, and I've been like preaching at people to get that. I'm like, if you, I was like, I think it's worth it. Um, but it's also, this is where you can find a lot of these matches. And, um, I, I don't remember if I spoken on here before, but the, the match that she won the Pan-African Championship is in, um, there's his name is J.R. J.R. Rose. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's his name. I'm sorry if I'm chopping up your name. But he put together this wonderful uh, Black Lives Matter um, playlist on IWTV. And when it was live, they were doing... You know, how many people are watching it, they're going to donate or whatever to it. But there's so many talent and there's just so many people on there. And it was just crazy because people are like, I had no clue about this person, this person, and so on and so on. But I'm looking for her name right now. Yeah, I don't have much to. I just want wrestling. Trishadora. That's her name. I just want wrestling to do better. Um, I think the past couple weeks, it's been a real fucking eye-opener. Because we knew a lot of this shit was going on, but we, I guess maybe we just chose not to think about it. Because a lot of us use wrestling as an escape from real life. Um, 
I'm all for people who knowing about wrestlers who are good, um, not only to watch them, but to financially support them so I can buy their merchandise or go see them at shows. So that's where I stand at this point. Because if I'm going to give you my money, I need to know you're at least a decent person. Right? I I agree. I I 100% agree with that. I understand that. I just I just want to showcase people who are worthy of being showcased. And right now, given the climate that we live in, at the bare minimum, we need that. Okay? We need people who are decent people who are not trying to worry about getting raping somebody or assaulting somebody for their own gain or personal gain, not bullying people. This industry has been that side of the industry is dark and it is hellacious. It's always somebody's out to get the other. When at the end of the day, if everybody works together, everybody can eat. Everybody can sit at the table. And to me, with all of us watching wrestling, because that is our outlet, that's our way of having a good time. That's our way of just being able to decompress sometimes and in only being regaled to these two promotions with AEW, well, three, TNA and WWE. Although, yes, sometimes they can give us the fix that we need. It's it's not the only piece of wrestling that exists. There are so many promotions out there. So many guys trying to break into the industry. So many people just looking for an opportunity. And if we have 100 listeners... A hundred people could find a new person to to watch. That person that could lead to a person getting better opportunities, getting doors open for them once COVID relaxes, and possibly moving into the bigger leagues. And even though we give WWE and AEW a lot of shit, at least they're not operating underneath the old guard. They're trying to turn their locker rooms into more of a familial space. So that people don't feel like that. So people feel safer. They don't feel like they have to guard their bags or guard their bodies because someone's trying to assault them. And if you notice, that change has taken effect in WWE. And I imagine it's done been done in AEW as well. So I just want to put some positivity in the community. And I think right now this is the best way to do it, especially if. We are doing our best to find people who are not problematic. And we're going to do everything we can to make sure that the people we look at, we try to vet them as much as possible. I mean, we can only do so much on our end. So as a listener, if you know anything about some of these guys that we might mention in future episodes, if you know something, send us a voice message on Anchor. Give us the information so that we know better and next time we can correct the error. Because if you leave us to our ignorance, you can't then turn around and chastise us for it later. We have to have the information. And if you have it, you need to make sure everybody knows it. Right. And so, if you have a particular wrestler that you want us to see or you want us to look at that we can spotlight, You can always send us a message on Anchor. You can always send us a message in our Instagram. Our Twitter is very, very active because those two goons man the Twitter. So they're always on it. They're they're always on it. 
somebody's always going to respond. So if you have any information or anything about certain wrestlers you want us to see, people you think we don't know, because Nicole pretty much knows everything, and so does Alexis. So if you have somebody that you want us to look at, just send us a message so we can look them up and pull it up. I want you guys to go check out Action Braxton. I like him. I watched some of his matches on um, YouTube. He has a couple on YouTube. He has some stuff on Fight TV, he says. So I think you guys should go look at him and go check it out. Yeah. And, um, and you should look and, at the um, Once we... Cool. Tiff's also gonna... Um, why can't I fucking talk? Um, do commentary on a few of his matches and... We and then we also like we can also put together a playlist. We can start doing that for certain wrestlers that we want to sort of spotlight. Do like a mini playlist, just like a couple like a couple videos. Probably no more than like three four videos, just so you can um find them and also just so you can find them. And this is something that we can probably we can probably we can also put this on the website too. Honestly. Right. I'm okay. thinking about it. But yeah, and also, why is this frozen? Ugh, WWE fucking is trash. This fucking site. I'm trying to watch Sasha fucking Banks <laughs> and Charlotte. Jesus Christ. Let me watch this. Um, but that's besides the point. But, um, <laughs> Yeah, that's something I think, and once we'll all, we'll, three of us will get together and iron out, and we can start putting, like, our down-for-the-count playlist of wrestlers and um, sources that we want to highlight within the community. Agreed. Mm-hmm. So this episode was pretty short, because that's all we got, and we ain't got no more. Okay? Does anybody remember her gear being this ugly for that hell of a... All right, y'all. So that's all we got. Ain't got no more. Thank you so much for watching. Well, listening. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening to Down for the Count. We appreciate every single one of you guys. So if you have anything that you want us to discuss, as I mentioned before, Anchor allows you to send us voice messages. If not, you can send us a voice message on Instagram or you can always send us a message on Twitter. You can do a voice message there too. It's all up to you and how you want to contact us, but those are the ways to contact us. If you want to contact us on Twitter, at Down for the Count 19 is the is the name. If you want us on Instagram, at D4TC underscore podcast is the name. All right. So make sure you guys follow us on those social medias and make sure you check out our wrestling network. We are partnered with We Love Wrestling and you can go on there and get so much information from AEW to even smaller wrestling scenes, which leads me to my last and final point, the point that we made on this piece of the podcast. Wrestling is so massive and it's bigger than just the few publications that we see on TV on a weekly basis. It is a vast, massive community that you can go and explore. Do not regale yourself to just the New Japans and the AEWs and the TNAs, NWA Powers, MLWs, WWE, AEW. Find something else that that scratches that itch that you need to watch wrestling. Don't always box yourself in. You'll thank me later. 
Okay? So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of Down for the Count. We've got a special bonus episode coming within the next couple of weeks where we talk to Pretty Hills and kind of get the tea on how they got started in wrestling. So if you want to hear that and, of course, our weekly episodic show, then stay tuned for the next episodes of Down for the Count. And I will see you guys next time.